Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Wherever you are in the world. <laughs> good evening. Good evening. Mm, we have some nice sort of music. It sounds like, always sounds like riding elephants. I always imagine I'm riding elephants. There's an yeah. Elvis Costello sa- song that has this sound. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And it's in the key of G. The key of elephant. <laughs> so um, this morning I, um, are, are your headphones loud enough? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this morning I woke up feeling, uh, thinking that there was a, a, the theme today we should talk about receiving. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think we've done any uh, broadcasts um, out of our, this is 147 live broadcasts. What? I know, we haven't done receiving. What made you think of it? It, I woke up with it in my head. Going, Just the word receiving? Receiving. And I went, okay, let's, let's wrap on that today. Mm. Mm. Um, I remember the notion of receiving years ago was massive for me because, um, um, you know, I, I'm not trying to paint a picture that I'm some kind of saint, but I was always good at giving mm. to people um, and actually terrible at receiving from, from others. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'd kind of frame it as, oh, I don't need that, and you know. And I think on some level I was kind of indebting others on mm, some level by mm. not receiving. So there's one level we mm-hmm. could talk about. Mm-hmm. You go, no, I don't need it. <laughs> or oh, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. But here, have this. I'll do this for you instead. Yeah, and it could also... It's an unconscious kind of blocking. It's a kind of blocking, and... Um, and so when I started to uh, do a lot of breath, breathing work and uh, working on receiving, um, a whole lot of things change. You know, it's like letting life, letting life in, mm-hmm. letting people love you. Yeah. You well, know, we can do it with our yes. puppy dogs, but, you know, letting the love in. Well, there's, I think receiving is you know we're, we're sort of taught that old adage it's better to give than to receive mm-hmm. um and so receiving turns into this giving turns into a big virtue and receiving not doesn't get any press at all mm-hmm. and i think that um if everything is a balance giving and receiving should be in balance and then that's kind of what meditation is I think it's that balance of giving and receiving mm. and um, and I think then things are in flow mm. if there's a balanced giving and receiving you have a cycle the second yeah. there's too much giving mm. it creates a block and when there's too much receiving it creates a block it's like the in-breath is the receiving mm-hmm. and the out-breath is the mm-hmm. gift back mm-hmm so we are it's the perfect cycle and i know growing up in a uh, christian framework it's like um you know you don't you give you don't you know that's selfishness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know looking after your primary needs (laughs) yeah very basic ones how how dare you receive food you know no but it's it's i think i think think a lot of people have a lot of trouble with it and the reason why i'm just assuming that is because i did Mm -hmm. and um so um why do you think it became a virtue that's better to give than receive why do you think that was put into the literature into the early instructions for society christian society well i think it's the repression of the feminine aspect I think it goes right back to that because the feminine, I mean, if you think of very 
obvious sign of women's physiology we receive. I mean, we also give, especially from the, the birth breasts, <laughs> give milk and, but we also receive, but for, for women, especially, I think, and, and even for mothers, it's, it's excessive. It gets excessive, this giving and the receiving it's it's one of the biggest lessons that you go through as soon as you have a baby is you cannot do it you can't do it unless you ask for help mm-hmm. and you allow the help to come mm-hmm. and that's the biggest challenge for every mother that's always the initiation that she'll go through to allow people to help to allow people to help mm-hmm. because we've got this this um, powerful over over exaggerated message or virtue of you must do it yourself if you want something done you've got to do it yourself and if you can't do it then you're not strong enough or you're Mm not i don't know it's not good if you Mm -hmm. don't do it yourself so i think the the masculine energy is more about projecting into the world and going out and going forth whereas the feminine is more about receiving and um being receptive you know, mm. being intuitive, being observant, being, um, I guess, more still. Mm. Whereas the masculine is mm. kind of more of an action. And of course, the feminine has been hugely repressed mm. for 5,000 years. That's our conditioning. And, and women have been repressed. Mm-hmm. It's only been the last 80 or not even 100 years that we've had the right to vote, that we've been given that kind of acknowledgement of being, you know, there. <laughs> being even there <laughs> being even present yeah. so there's this huge um, history of that repression, that suppression so I, I think it can be related to that do you think it's coded then? so when, when that message comes across from a long, long time, thousands of years ago it's better to give than receive what they're basically saying is that masculine energy is better than feminine energy Yes. Mm. wow, I like the take on that Mm-hmm. I was I was going to be much more archaeological or anthropological or something, but not. What wanting, were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say that to you know a society that gives, as opposed to takes, is a <clears throat> supportive. It's like a, it's like a um, a societal code that makes communities work. I look at communities how well are they working yeah well i'm not sure about that (laughs) but i I look at um you know i'm moving to robertson years ago here where we're doing the broadcast um i love the sense of community but you know everyone's acting communally but of course there's all of these multi-corporations just ripping and tearing Mm -hmm. so they're not doing they're doing a lot of receiving Mm. but the wrong kind more taking i think they're quite aggressive oh it's actually stealing Well, it's a very proactive, <laughs> out in the world kind of. Yeah. This is Rabbit. what you need. This is what's wrong with you, and this is what you need. Yeah. Ask not what your country can do for yeah. you, but what you can do for your country. That's and that's better to give than receive in another form. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think when the original "It's better to give than receive" came, sort of was that idea was brought. That was kind of bringing a new idea because I be I think before then. There was very much that sort of um, a bit of a sense of um, survival of the fittest, and sometimes the fittest meant being the biggest badass. Yeah. And um, so it was kind of like, okay, we don't have to worry about as a, as a as a as a the human race not surviving at this point. Mm-hmm. We need to start working on the virtue now. Is is 
how to get along, how to ensure that there's harmony in society. And um, it seems like that comes from the same place as, I mean, if it did come from, from religion, it comes from a place which often handed yeah. down the rules. I mean, wasn't marriage something that came from, mm. came came from religion? It wasn't something that society just created. Mm. It was kind of created by the religious leaders. Yeah, and there's something. There's a connection to that because um, it's a. It's you know, if you look at people's negative beliefs or what we years ago in rebirthing would call primal negative beliefs that that all humans share. Um, one one real doozy, which I think is a byproduct of our society and our culture and possibly the monotheistic religions, is that we're not good enough. Yeah. And if we're not good enough, well, we ain't going to be receiving nothing, are we? Oh, That's yeah. right. If we're a bunch of sinners. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to be receiving stuff. Yeah. and No, you can go to hell. But yeah. if <laughs> <laughs> And if you can make a virtue out of feeling completely worthless and giving mm -hmm. on top of that, as opposed to I'm completely worthless, so I'm just going to fold into a little mm -mm. into a little ball and, and in the dark. But if you take away someone's say you're a, you're a total sinner, mm -hmm. but um, but you still have a purpose, and that is to just to give, give, give. And that uh, sits more comfortably with people, I think, than receiving and especially in spiritual work. A lot of my work is coaching for um, putting spiritual gifts into an actual business and the, the biggest one and I, I know it's going to happen with all my clients is how much can I receive for what I give mm -hmm. yeah the yeah. second you get into anything that's helping helping and healing and especially spiritually yeah yeah then it becomes sort of well this is because it feels like a calling it doesn't feel like hmm should I be a mechanic or a healer hmm mm. it's usually that one thing is is you 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 feel called to do something, and it, and it feels so fulfilling. You aren't doing it for remuneration, and so then it feels almost like I feel kind of guilty for even you know looking at that side of it. Mm. That is a big problem for a lot of people in the healing and helping. It is. It, it's. Um, I remember getting some shtick about it too from a friend, inverted commas friend, about <laughs> how can you be charging membership for you know meditate guided meditation to spiritual work mm, yeah that was a big one with, that we that's amazing we did talk uh -huh. well, oh yeah but you know what i we I, all live in the world well, the thing is <laughs> what i tell people what i've told people is that and at the beginning and the way i kind of came to terms with it was that um um because i personally don't think water should be could, should cost anything either but mm. i don't want to have to go get it i would like it brought to my house mm -hmm. so i don't mind paying the council to bring the water to my house mm. So you're kind of, you're not paying for the water, you're not paying for the, um, you're paying for the pipes mm. and um, and for it to be cleaned for you and things like mm. that. And mm. hopefully mm. not have too many things put in it and hopefully clean responsibly and so on. And with, you know, obviously with One Mind Live, the, the, um, there's a lot of tech involved <laughs> putting this out there in the world. We wish oh, you could yeah. all be here in the room with us, trust us. But, so, um, but it is, it's this concept about receiving. You don't receive... You shouldn't be receiving for good works. I mean, they, and I understand it. You know, it's an unconditional expression artists of the have heart. A lot of and artists too. I've got, I've, yeah, I've, I've got the full How whammy do you actually. No wonder I'm so a poor. Brush stroke. 
<laughs> well, the art business is a whole other thing. I, I do think that there's a point where it can kind of go from an exchange, which is an energy exchange, mm-hmm. to kind of a great big conflated sort of mess, which is kind of happening in the art world. Uh, some artist friends of mine mm. have, have told me that it's become quite distressing. It's been turned into such a commodity that it, it, it just... It's turned into a business, and yeah, that it, cool. it's quite difficult for a lot of people well, to have an who aren't playing that game. Well, yes, I mean, I have a tendency to not want to charge people anything for any work I do. I love to gift my paintings and pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, at around Christmas time, I get into a flurry where I need to do Christmas cards for people. It takes me days and days and days. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Um, I remember when I was 15, I did a beautiful watercolour and my uncle wanted to buy it from me and I said, no, you can have it. And he said, no, I'm going to buy it from you. I said, no, you can have it. He said, no, I'm going to buy it from you. And I got into a real swirl over this and actually had a real crisis and burst into tears and because he just wouldn't let me give it to him. Mm. So um, he wanted to um, pay me for it. Did so, you accept it? Yeah, but after a whole lot of crisis mm. around that. Okay. So. Um, yeah, I think a lot of artists really do struggle with that, and and if they have, I mean, because it, it comes from this place, it comes from this expanded state. Hopefully, I don't know, but I'm not an artist myself. But I do meditations, and it comes from an expanded state. So. How do you put a monetary value on that infinite accessibly accessible portal? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I can I can access it. Mm-hmm. You can access it too. <laughs> well, but it's a skill, I guess. Yeah, something you've honed. And and because because it's become something in the world that becomes a measure of something's value with something's value. Mm. Um, money, you mean? Money, money. Uh, well, <clears throat> because a lot of things cost things. What I've actually found is that um, when I've tried to um, do pro bono EFT sessions mm. with people, um, they don't do the homework. Mm-hmm. They don't get as much out of it as the people that pay. In fact, if I intend to give someone mm-hmm. gift them EFT, I won't tell them I'm gifting it until after the session. Yeah. When when they go, okay, send me an invoice. I go, you know, I, this one's on me. Mm-hmm. And I just, but I wanted to make sure that you, because then they feel then. They're fully participating in it. So apart from remuneration, um, receiving love, receiving mm. the beauty in nature, allowing it in. Mm. Pleasure. Can you tap on that? Yeah, definitely. Have we reached our turn? We've reached you, our, we're gonna jump the tapping over. point. <laughs> I'll see you guys on the other side. See you there.